You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Good morning. Welcome to the Vineyard on this Arctic freezing day. I don't know if you've blown off your driveway, sidewalks yet. Anybody got up? Five o'clock, got your driveways done? No? Come on, come on. One of the tricks on freezing snowy days like today is use your leaf blower to blow the snow. I got my shovel out this morning, came over and started shoveling around the church, I thought, and before I got there, I thought, I think the Lord's given me an idea. Let's use the snow blower. I mean, the, the leaf blower. And it just blew everything just so nicely. And at that time, our flag outside was just hanging straight down. No wind at all. Still said it was minus three degrees, but it was a quick job for which I give thanks to the Lord. We've been doing our series on how is your soul? Anybody bring theirs this morning? Okay, I hope that's because your soul's doing so well, you've already finished it, and you're moving on to the next thing with the Lord. Um, This has been an interesting series, and it's not just about how is your soul, but it's how is our soul. So it's looking at it kind of as a community, corporately. How are we doing? And so today, as, as we finish this series, we're looking to finding direction in light of the four things that we've looked at, the uncertainty, fear, um, change, and loss, as we've looked at those things and saw the antidote of God's love, his, uh, his faithfulness, his, his peace, his goodness. Oh yeah, he never changes and he gives us hope. And when we look at what we've experienced through this time, it helps us to now get ourselves in a position to say, okay, Lord, where do we go from here? What's the direction that you have for us now? The scripture verse that we're looking at today comes from Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Hmm. First thing that catches my attention is that we are created. Takes us back to Genesis 1. In Genesis 1, beginning at verse 26, it says, And then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. So God has created us, created us in Christ Jesus. And the very works that we're called to do is part of that creation. We're to have dominion over the earth. And after the fall, Getting that back has been a a struggle. 
Sometimes it's hard to get dominion over myself, let alone over the earth, because you guys are part of the earth, like herding cats. A little attempted humor. But the Lord is good. And so in light of 2020, the year that we've experienced uh, with the pandemic, the election, uh, all the different things that have gone on in 2020, being isolated at home, alone, for most of the time, now we're to look for a new direction. We can't unlive 2020. If you could, how many would vote to unlive 2020? We would like to, but we can't. We also can't unlive the moments that we've shared around the Lord's presence. One, his inseparable love. In the midst of the uncertainty that we've gone through, it's his inseparable love that we've been able to to hold on to and to rest assured in. His peace that battles fear. I hope that you've encountered that. Uh, I also just want to encourage you that this, even though we've gone through this through the month of January and, and here in Feb- February, I want to encourage you, go back and refer to this. Do the exercises that are in this, especially when fear starts to come, when uncertainty is knocking at your door, or when your face changes. And here, his unchanging nature, he's unmutable in a, in a world that's constantly changing. And so we look to the Lord and we want to rest in his immutability. And then we find that his hope, the abiding hope in the midst of all our losses, even in the darkest places, even in the darkest of darks, we find that his hope penetrates and comes to be with us. I've been counseling a a dear person, a worship leader, loves the Lord with all her heart, just an amazing, amazing woman. Her her, uh, stepson was murdered by his girlfriend. And as I sit in the counseling office and as we look at that and we talk through that and we grieve and, and we continue to grieve, there is a sense in which that sacrifice of praise is something that can only happen this side of the resurrection, this side of heaven. The only way that we can offer him a sacrifice of worship and praise is in the darkest of darks. And as I was talking with this dear sister, I I just thought, does it get any darker than this? And then to think that there is the, the hope and the grace that comes, that in the darkest of dark moments, we can offer to the Lord something that we can never offer to him ever again, except for when we're in the darkest of dark places. And that's to worship him, to acknowledge him, to come and to humble ourselves before him and to sing to him and to acknowledge that he is good in the midst of horrible, deplorable circumstances. Why is he good? Because it's not the circumstances that defined his goodness. Sometimes the circumstances is a, is a overflow of his goodness, but it never defines his goodness. 
His goodness is defined in his nature itself. And as we cocoon ourselves in his goodness, we experience something of his nature that we would not experience any other way. When we are in the difficult places, the places that God never intended for us, experiencing things on the earth that no human being should have to experience, that's the place where we get to press in and to offer to him an expression of our love because he's deserving even when it is deplorable, the circumstances around us. So in this practice today, we're talking about community. We're talking about being together into this new year, just as we are. It's not as we would like to be, but it's who we are today. And we walk together acknowledging that each of us is by design empowered to bring and to do good things in the coming weeks, months, and beyond. We acknowledge that God has gone before us, paving the way for the good we will bring and do in the days to come. Because he's good, the closer we get to him, the more his goodness just kind of permeates and and fills us. And then we find, like father, like son, like father, like daughter, we find that we start doing the very things that he's doing in the earth. We'll look at that in a minute. So here's a prayer for us. In the midst of all the chaos and its effects on us, we recognize that we are still God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good. We need to understand that. Take it to heart. Understand that regardless of what the circumstances and the uncertainties are that are around us, this is true. You are God's handiwork created for good works that he foreordained, he prepared before we were even born, the good works that we should be walking out. Now, some of us, you know, we, we get a little confused with trying to conceptualize how God could know because we've made so many left turns and right turns and detours off the path. How could God ever have ordained today and tomorrow for me when I've had so many detours in my life? Well, we find that part of Part of what he uses as he brings good out of every detour, especially if detour is in a negative sense, every time we go off the path, when he brings us back, there's something that we have learned. Now, don't think that I'm advocating, let's see how many times we can get off the path. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying in the midst of all the temptation, the way in which our own evil desires have lured us to the right or to the left, the Lord's spirit continues to draw us back to himself. And when we do, we realize that really didn't satisfy. That, that had a merit of pleasure, but it didn't last. It was only for a season. And we see how the Holy Spirit brings us back into Father's heart, into alignment with him. And from that place, we discover we were created for good works. And then we just start doing stuff because we're loved. This is the thing that I, I come against all the time, is that there's so much religious religion 
that we're trying to do good works so we will earn his love, so that we'll have his favor, so that we'll be accepted by him, when in reality, <laughs> he's already expressed his love to us. His love is there, it is ours. He has fully accepted us. And he wants to bestow more and more favor upon us. So we don't work for love. We don't work for acceptance. We work from love. We work from being accepted. <laughs> I can hear Todd White, first time I ever heard him speak, cracked me up. He, he, he comes, he says, you can't reject me <laughs> because I'm accepted by the Father. You know, and it was like, you get the same thing with Sean Bolts. He, he refers to himself as a golden retriever. You can mistreat him, but he'll come right back around because he's, he's got that good nature of the Father inside. And as, as we get that incorporated into us, it's not about us discovering a works program that we can implement the New Deal. It's about letting what is in us come out and naturally being supernatural. That's the, the interesting thing. It really helps me check my heart because a lot of times when, when I find that I'm getting snippy and I, I see people as obstacles or as hindrances or as irritants, I usually have a pretty good clue that I'm not really experiencing the heart of the Father for, for his children. And, and it's at that moment that I get to come into alignment and find out what his heart is. We went to the Children's Museum with our three granddaughters yesterday. And as we're going through the exhibits and all this, I'm just thinking, oh, that kid over there, would he ever stop crying? And then I thought, that's not the heart of the Father. Hmm. I wonder what's going on with that little one. Lord, would you bring your comfort to him? And being dispensers of peace, as Chuck had, has proclaimed, and, and of patience and, and releasing the love in prayers that they may never even know that you prayed for them, but you are affecting the environment that you live in everywhere you go. And to release that in ways that will penetrate and change the world. I love that. Mm. So today <laughs> we want to acknowledge that there are moments that we're struggling, but yet there's moments when we're very hopeful. There are times when we look at things just from our own individual perspective, but there is more of something inside of us that moves us to look towards things from a community perspective. What's best for the community? What's, where's the community need to be encouraged? Where are the individuals within the, within the community that are not experiencing the love of the Father the way he wants them to? And as a result of that, they're not, they're not able to live life, the abundant life, life to the full. So we want to do that because he has, he has plans for us this year. He's got some good plans for us this year. And he wants us to really see what he has for us. So a lot of times when, when I want to see what the Lord has, it's, it's like, okay, I got to quiet all the noise that's trying to come in 
that is clamoring for my attention and calling for me to go do this and to go do this. And there's a moment where you just got to say, no, I need to just be still and know that I am not God. Be still and know that he is God. And as I'm still, I can then begin to listen and get quieted within my spirit and ask him to speak. What is it that he wants to say? So if you've got anything to take notes on, we're gonna do that this morning because he has good things that he's ordained for you, good works that he wants you to know you are commissioned in. You have a destiny to fulfill. So get out something to write with and, and take some notes down because now we're just gonna invite the Holy Spirit to come. Holy Spirit, would you just show us a few of the things that you want us to do in 2021. A few of things that you want us to do tomorrow, this week, maybe today. A few things that you're going to have us do as we go through the rest of this winter time, getting ready for Easter. Lord, what is it that you would have us to do? So Holy Spirit, we invite you now. We ask you to help us hear the invitation of the Father that he has written for us before the foundation of the earth, that he wants to invite us to walk in a path that he has already prepared for us. And so, Lord, we make notes of everything that comes to mind. Following the pattern that we've been doing each of the last four weeks, this is the part where we acknowledge. This is where we name the things that we think the Lord's saying to us. What is it that he's saying right now? What are some of the good things that's kind of just in my heart to do? It's like I have a, I have a longing to get involved with this. Just list those right down. Don't worry about it. You're not going to turn them in. We're not going to give it to the Ways and Means Committee and start having you uh, commission to start this ministry, that ministry, or, or do whatever. <sighs> Let's see. Debbie Mulvaney. Do we hear anything from the Lord saying, I want you to help in the nursery with Debbie Mulvaney's ministry? <sighs> oh, there, there's a few amens. You know, maybe you've never participated in the food outreach. Maybe there's an aspect of it that, that he's laying on your heart. Just kind of jog those things down. Mm. Secondly, we address. In this step, it's where we face the invitations that God is, is issuing to us. And we share them. The worst thing that you could do is the Lord puts it on your heart. I want you to love little children in, in, the, in the nursery and in the children's ministry areas and you write it down but you never share it with anybody and you sit on it and you sit on it and you sit on it that's like putting on the full armor of god and staying in bed you know you, you put on the full armor of god because you're going somewhere and so what we want to do in this this part as as we speak to the lord and as he speaks to us and he shares with us, then we need to be sharing that with another person. We want to make sure that we, we 
acknowledge it, and then we share it. And then finally, the last acknowledge is that we acknowledge, well, excuse me, ask. I missed the ask. Where we speak to the Lord and we're asking for help from him to envision the good things that he has in store for us this year. What is it he wants you to step into? Mm -hmm. And then lastly, we close the practice by acknowledging God's ability to see through all the chaos and still use us as his handiwork. His handiwork to be a blessing for many in the coming season. How does he want to use you in the coming season? Now this is all in your, your, your journal, your little journaling tool. I want to encourage you to get one. If you don't have them, we still have some in the back that you can pick up. But from there, I want you to dream about 2021 beyond just what we've journaled. And I've got some scriptures to just kind of help set, set, the, set the bar, kind of set a foundation for us to look at. In John 6.29, Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. To me, this is like the core of 1 Corinthians 13. Doesn't matter what you've done, if you haven't done it out of love, it doesn't have the value that it would have if you'd done it from a motive of love. Here, it's all about belief. When you believe in the Lord, some of us are still believing in the Lord from an elementary perspective, and it's time for our faith to grow. It's time to mature in, in our belief. And that's not done by a class, but that's done through relationship. To believe in him is to believe that you have been invited to relationship with him. And as you have relationship with him, out of that, your faith will increase because you will know him. And the more you see him, the more you know him, the more you believe for things that you thought you would never, ever believe for. I always crack up when we're in business meetings or in the past and somebody says something and they offer something and and somebody's just really down to uh, an analytical, practical, natural mindset and says, well, I can't believe for that. And it's like, well, let's get a little closer in our walk with the Lord because if it's of him, he'll give us the faith, he'll give us the ability in our relationship with him to know how to believe for that. Scripture number two, John 5, 19 and 20. Then Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than these. Wow. So the whole thing relationally is in that relationship developing an intimacy and a closeness that we begin to become like the one that we're intimately connected to. The the key word that I've, I've been focusing is to see. Jesus did what he saw his father doing. 
once again, God is the one that always initiates. I, I believe that's part of his masculinity. He, he initiates. And as he initiates, what we need to have is eyes to see what he's doing. If we go to Revelation chapter 3, there's a, there's a salve for the eye that we need to be desperately seeking. Lord, would you give me salve for my eyes so that I can truly see, truly see. And the last one, John 14, verse 12. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me, the work of God is to believe. It's all about faith. Out of that relationship with Jesus, out of that relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit, anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. So get out your Bibles, read the Gospels, see what Jesus did. Anything Jesus did, he says, if you have faith in him, it's not that you've got all these big muscles of faith, but that you have faith in him. His faith is living in you. Everything that he's been doing, you'll do. And he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. Greater things than these. Could 2021 be the year that we start taking those steps into doing what Jesus did? Moving into even possibly the greater things? I don't know about you, but that, that gives hope and that gives a, a thrill and an excitement inside of me of thinking, Lord, you know, I've longed for the greater things. I, frankly, a lot of times I'd just be happy to do what Jesus did. That's quite a bit. And, and to do the greater things, Lord, show us how we move along so that the work of believing in you becomes the overflow to a lost and dying world that they start seeing Jesus, the very manifestation of Jesus in us, flowing through us, the touch, the hurting, the wounded, the sick, the diseased, yeah. even resurrections, the ones who are dead, raised to life. So Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you that you got us through 2020. And I'm going out on a limb and I think you can get us through 2021. How's that for a statement of faith? Mm -hmm. I pray, Lord, that 2021 would be a pivotal transitional year in which we move into the things of the kingdom like we've never, we've never seen. We, we've imagined, uh, and sometimes our imagination can only take us so far because no one's really seen what the greatness and goodness of you would, would actually give expression to in our midst. But you put a hunger in our hearts, and we want to feed that hunger and say, more, Lord, more, more, more.
thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.